When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. This is Irioki, one more time coming to you from the kitchen table with Katie Tratner. (laughs) How are you, Katie? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just, uh, this week has been super stressful with a lot of the stuff that I've got going on. It's nothing bad, but it's just, even good stress is stressful. So yes, yeah, it is definitely. Um, so if you guys haven't checked out Katie's books, you need to, especially if you like fairy tale retellings for adults, with like, I would say a smidge of darkness. Just a little bit. A little bit of darkness. So um, speaking of which, Scent of Leaves, I got in my car yesterday and there was a dried leaf <laughs> in my in my driver's side seat. And I was like... They're coming to get you. Exactly. I was yeah. like, it's 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 about to happen. It's yep. about to happen. The fairies are going to get you. Exactly. Just, just don't give any of them your name. Right. Exactly. I'll try not to. Um, but anyway, so... Um, what have you been up to? What are you working on? Actually, right now, I'm super excited to share this. So I'm working on a horrorish novella about black cats. Yes. 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 And I'm super excited about it because it's going to go into this really amazing box set. And it's going to be like a collection of like spooky Halloween themed mm-hmm. stories. So that's what I'm working on right now. That's going to be awesome. Oh um, my gosh. I'm so, I'm so excited for that. I'm crazy excited. <laughs> it's going to be so amazing. I'm so excited. And so that brings us to what we're going to be talking about tonight, which is black cats. And I have talked about superstitions before on the, um, show, but I don't think that we've ever focused on like a specific superstition and like I know that I've talked about black cats but this is going to be devoted to black cats period so um so we're just our sources to acknowledge to begin with um we're going to be using a variety of sources and I will cite those as we go one of which surprised me which is the chewy.com blog they had a really good article about black cats I was quite surprised um but anyway so black cats in our lives uh did you have a black cat growing up I've had several okay what were they? What were their names? Uh, Blackberry and Onyx. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so sweet. Were they good cats? They were. Although I totally stole my cat Onyx's name for the horror short story I'm writing. That's amazing. So no, that's okay. I have um, used Oscar's name in it, something. I cannot remember what I used his name in. But I did use his name. Because it's just familiar mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh. Oh, yeah. Cat. And I used uh, Coyote's name in this uh, novel that I'm trying to finish right now because uh, that he was he was like my dog that was like the dog, you know. Like mm-hmm. they say you have a soul dog. He was one of those. T-Bear is too. Yeah. But 
he was, he was my baby. And so he got a little shout out (laughs) in this one that I'm working on now. That's Um, wonderful. And I had a black cat growing up. My grandparents had a black cat growing up. Okay. So I have a funny story about that cat. Um, we found her, she was, uh, feral and she was born in a barn and, um, my grandpa said that I could name her and we found her on Valentine's day. So like 13 year old Marnie is like, I'm going to name her Juliet. Like (laughs) not understanding fully like the implications therein or anything like that. So this cat fucking hated me. This cat hated me, hated me, worshiped the ground. My grandfather walked on this cat's name was Juliet. She was this elegant little tiny black cat. She never got very big. Mm -hmm. She was just sleek and pretty and completely black. And my grandpa did not call her Juliet. He changed her name to Snurt. <laughs> Snurt. And it I fit her I so much better. And apparently it's from like, it's from some comic that used to be in like the actual newspaper. Mm-hmm. And there was a character named Snurt. And I want to say it was that comic about like the cavemen. That makes sense. There, yes. I think there was a character named Snurt. But anyway, he called her Snurt. She hated me. Um, and then one time uh, she, she got to go outside sometimes. And one time she came back to the house and my grandpa thought that she had a string hanging off of her tail and he grabbed it and she yowled and ran away. And apparently like a fiber from her tail had been ripped out and like oh was gosh. just hanging. So she had to go and have it like clipped off, not her tail, just the fiber and they numbed her and everything. I but they had the story was going to be different. Oh that my gosh. Way too much. Okay. Good. No, no, no. I know. Uh, <laughs> like, so they clipped that off, but they had to shave her tail and oh. she's like completely black and she's small. And now she has a shaved tail. That cat looked like a rat for like a month. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like she straight up looked like a rat. Like Poor it thing. was, yeah, it's all snart. I miss her. But, um, but yeah, and I had a black cat. He was the neighborhood cat. Um, and the way he became our cat was one time when we were on vacation, um, we noticed that someone had been leaving whiskers on the furniture while we were gone. And we had a dog door and, um, this cat had been coming inside and like hanging out in our house, this neighborhood cat. (laughs) And then shortly thereafter, I tried to uh, color on his back with a piece of chalk to make him a skunk. And he bit me. And I told my mom that he bit me unprovoked. (laughs) Like that there was, Oh no. Yeah. And so my mom's like, Oh my God. Okay. Let's, we got to make sure this cat doesn't have rabies so that we can make sure Marnie doesn't need a rabies shot. Yada, 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 whatever. And, um, so they take the cat to the vet and the vet's like, okay, we can keep him for a few days. We'll observe him and we'll know, you know, if mm-hmm. something's up. And, um, cause my mom was not about having his head cut off, no. like <laughs> even, even for her five-year-old child, which that's fine. I would be the same way. But, um, so he ended up like, he didn't have any of the symptoms to make you even think that like I upset him. Yeah. I upset him. This was, I almost got that cat killed. So anyway, um, after that, and we had paid the vet, vet bill, my dad was like, okay, so he lives here. Yeah. And he did. He just, he lived with us forever. He actually, from the time that I was like five years old until I was 18, probably. Yeah. Like he was our your cat. cat. Yeah. He, he lived, he lived longer than that though, because he had been the neighborhood cat since probably before I was born. So he was like 18, 20 when he died, yeah. but yeah, but he never, he never did anything like suspicious yeah. or gave me bad luck. He brought me a dead mouse once. See, but that means he loves you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's their love language. <laughs> dead animals. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but when you were a kid, do you remember hearing black cat stories? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of all kinds of stuff like black cats or 
really like witches, like the souls of witches. Mm-hmm. You know, if a black cat crosses your path, turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like seeing one at a certain time of day was an ill omen. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you see it in the morning, somebody's going to die in the evening or something. I remember like crazy, crazy stuff. I hate superstition so much because I have the kind of brain that like, I am super skeptical and super logical, but you tell me fucking superstition. I'm going with it. <laughs> like I am on board. Like I am, it's not going to, it's not going to be okay. Like I, and I think that's something that's like wrong with my brain maybe, or like something I need to address in therapy, but I do a lot of superstitious thinking like in lots of ways and it's not good. It's not fun. I hate superstitions because <laughs> they get into my head. Like, and I remember what I remember about black cats when I was a kid was, do you remember the scholastic book fair? Yes, of course. Okay. So one time they had a bunch of little like horror stories Mm -hmm. in these teeny tiny little thin booklets that were so cool. And one of them was the black cat by Edgar Allan Poe. Yep. And I got it. And Mm -hmm. I also got the monkey's paw, which Mm -hmm. I until today thought that was written by Poe, but it wasn't. It was W.W. Jacobs. Yes. Okay. So bunch, both creepy animal body part type stories, you know, like that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I, that is the first time I remember like being really introduced to horror, I think Mm -hmm. as a kid. And I was like, Oh, this, yeah, <laughs> this, this is it. Like this, I found the thing. This is my love language. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, what other, and I think that kind of led to like goosebumps and scary stories to tell in the dark and, and like the fear street. And yes. Stuff. Oh like all gosh, that stuff. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could not get enough horror when I was a kid. Like I was a weird, weird little kid, but yeah, like I want, and when my parents took me to see Jurassic Park, my mom, before the movie came out, bought a book called The Making of Jurassic Park, made me read it so that I would know that the dinosaurs were not real, yeah. that they would not follow me home, that there are no dinosaurs. My mom was so great. Like, That's amazing. And it was, it was cool because I got yeah. to see like the behind the scenes, which was kind of scary, like these monsters, but it made me feel like empowered in a way as a yeah. kid, like yeah. weirdly, I don't know. But anyway... So, um, we're going to, we're going to talk about some black cats. So the art, one of the articles that I found was basically really interesting to me. Um, something that I find fascinating about the passage of major time in history is how something can go from good to bad or being reviled to being revered or the opposite. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what happened to cats. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the Puritans are to blame. Yes. They are at the heart of this. Yeah. So ancient Egypt, um, on the blog on Chewy.com, um, which is the Chewy Pet Food site, I will say, um, this this particular blog focused on cats. And to quote about ancient Egypt, in 2800 BC, ancient Egyptian cats, including the dark kind, were revered. In fact, the Egyptians worshipped a cat goddess known as Bastet. Probably not saying that right. Bastet was known as a goddess of cats and was seen as a guardian against evil spirits and disease. Um, domesticated cats were believed to bring good luck to their owners and were seen as magical cats at home were treated like royalty. They were dressed in jewels and well-fed. Some cats were even mummified after they died. They were, they were, there were severe punishments for injuring or killing a cat, including being sentenced to death. I feel like we need to bring that back for animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. Like I 100%, 100%. Like if you, that's a thing of mine is like, if you hurt someone or something that cannot advocate for themselves or itself, it's a line. It's a line. Mm-hmm. Like, we are not the same kind of people. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Anyway, so sentenced to death. There are many art artifacts from ancient Egypt honoring felines, from paintings to statues that can be seen today at art museums around the world. Um, and something that really stuck out to me about that, that I was not, like, I know that people joke all the time about how in ancient Egypt, oh, they worshiped cats and cats have never gotten over it and like all that. Yeah. They actually put jewelry on them. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up pictures of like art and stuff of how the cats were dressed. They were treated like gods. Yeah. They were. They were jewels, jewelry, gold. Like earrings, like necklaces. The best possible life. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be a cat in ancient Egypt, okay? Because this adult stuff is getting stressful. Well, but, like, also in ancient Egypt, like, if an important person died, there were members of his household that went into the tomb with him. Yeah. And, like, living, they were living, but then they were no longer living. Oh. Like, so they would kill the animals and mummify them oh, and put wow. them in the tombs with, like, these wow. important people. Would they do that to, like, their family members? I'm not, like, 100%. But maybe. But I'm pretty sure that there is somebody who had, like, his servants buried with him. Oh, my God. That's so, like, that's, it's very. like, animals, like, household pets and, like, oxen to take into the afterlife. Good Lord. Yeah. Wow. Because they, they, like, took everything into the afterlife. They Mm -hmm. believed, like, everything went with them. Right, yeah. You need to be prepared. Yeah, including their cat. And didn't they have, like, a ladder in there to ascend or something like that once they did there was some, I watched something real recently about ancient Egypt, and I may be getting that all wrong. When I was a kid, I was so obsessed with that gold oh Egypt book. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I loved everything ancient Egypt. Oh, my gosh. I went to the bookstore a couple nights ago. I almost bought a giant book about ancient Egypt. Well, now you have to go back. I have to, because yeah. Barnes & Noble has a couple. They have one that is a about mythology that's only $10 mm-hmm. and one that is the entire history of ancient Egypt for 15. Oh, that's It's in like the bargain section, yeah. you know, which has all of the coolest like photo books and yeah. stuff, yeah. which I love stuff like that. But yeah, like I was shocked about the jewelry and um, here's a quote from kids, national geographic going back to that to honor these treasured pets, wealthy families dressed them in jewels and fed them treats fit for royalty. When the cats died, they were mummified as a sign of mourning. I love this. The cat owners shaved off their eyebrows and continued to mourn until their eyebrows grew back. And art from ancient Egypt shows statues and paintings of every type of feline. Cats were so special that those who killed them, even by accident, were put to death. Even by accident. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's... Okay, and this brings me to something very important that I feel like (laughs) we need to talk about, which is the mummy. Mm-hmm. 1999. Yeah, you got to say course. 1999, 1999 because don't nobody want to get confused that Tom Cruise did a good job in 2017. I refuse to acknowledge that one. It I didn't re- happen. It didn't happen. It never happened. It never happened. It, it was, never happened. It was horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. I've, I've, it just, Tom Cruise on his best day could not touch the hem of Brendan Fraser's nope. garments. Nope. Not on his best day. Nope. Not even. Like, also, okay, so that's something that bothers me about like The Handmaid's Tale. I can't watch it because Elizabeth Moss is the star. I haven't. Well, she's a Scientologist, which basically... Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's a hardcore, like... And the whole thing's about, like, oppressing women, and and it's like, girl, do you not see, like, the... Where you are? Right, yeah. yeah, It's it's super weird, but um, but anyway, Tom Cruise, Scientology, all of that, but, um, yeah, The Mummy, and there's that one scene where... Brennan Fraser, Rick O'Connell, for those of you who are hardcore fangirls <laughs> like uh, Katie and I are, we send each other mummy memes all yes. the time, like They're all the, the time. And Brendan Fraser is a gem of a human. If an, if anybody ever says to me 
that he is washed up or that he is not attractive now, I will fist fight you. Yeah. Because that man has been through hell. Mm -hmm. Like, just don't even start with me. So anyway, there's this one scene where Imhotep, the uh, priest that they're bringing back from the dead, like the bad people, he has not fully regenerated and he like kisses Rachel Weisz with like his gross halfway dead mouth and everything. And the bug. bugs are crawling out. The CGI in that movie is so fun. It's, yeah. It's so fun. It's, it's fun, but like all I see is like that bug going in and then him chewing on it. I know. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so gross. Like, so anyway, he um, is like trying to get with her because he thinks she's his dead lover that he's going to bring back from the dead, which like I always found it a little confusing that like, if he was so in love with an oxen on the moon, how did he mistake Evelyn Carnahan for her? I you know, no idea. Like no, he had no I trouble know. seeing the cat. Yeah. He had no trouble seeing what that cat was. Yeah. How does he see her and be like, Oh, you're my lover that I was so in love with. But anyway, I, yeah. I am okay with it. I am okay with plot holes in all my favorite stories. <laughs> like I'm totally okay with it. But anyway, there's a scene where he's like trying to attack her and Brendan Fraser holds up a cat and the mummy, Imhotep, like, twirls into, like, a frustrated sand tornado, <laughs> like, and flounces from flounces. the room, like, as sand, just yeah. because, like, he can't. And one of the things they say is once he's in his final form, or they don't say final form, I think that's a Pokemon thing. I don't know. But once he has fully regenerated, he will no longer be afraid of cats, mm -hmm. like, because he will be all-powerful, ruling all over the world whatever but yeah so the mummy if like if you've never seen it do yourself a favor and tonight yes watch it it's right on, away it's on hbo max i think right now is it i think so i saw the mummy returns on hbo max it is also okay. yes yeah that's where i want or maybe the mummy is on another channel it's out there so like or rent it i think it's like two or three ninety nine to rent it's cheap it should be. I bought it for four ninety nine. Oh so wow! I'm not saying it's four ninety nine okay. right now, but but they definitely run it on sale like that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. y'all should definitely watch it. So watch it and be like, okay, like start out if you've never seen it. Be like, okay, I'm gonna watch it for the cat that Marnie is talking about. Exactly. And you're gonna get like five minutes in, and you're gonna be in love. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Like the mummy, it does not get better than that. Like their love story is what set the bar for me. Yeah. No, like, it's the best. It's the best. So anyway. So, ancient Egypt, things were great for cats. Cats, yes. Early Middle Ages, things were still great for cats. Yeah, um, like even during that time, like um, the wives of fishermen would keep a black cat in the house because it was good luck and it would yes. bring the husband back. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were all sorts of like beliefs that sailors had about cats. So, mm -hmm. um, from the Chewy blog, in the 8th century, sailors and fishermen used black cats as, a sa as sailing companions and good luck symbols, not to mention effective ratters. Additionally, sailors would monitor cat behavior to predict the weather. In the book of Weather Proverbs, several anecdotes are made about cats' weather-predicting behavior, including cat sneezes as a sign of rain, cat snoring meant bad weather is approaching, and the behavior of a cat performing self-grooming to mean good weather is coming. So they had a bunch of beliefs, and to me that makes sense because, like, the practical application of the cat being a ratter, like... Mm -hmm. You would assume, you would associate that with good. And that was one of the things that the ancient Egyptians liked about them too, was that they kept their crops mm -hmm. free of rodents. Mm -hmm. So they earned their keep, basically. Yeah. Um, and then according to a blog called Maritime Outlook, um, a black cat is supposed to be the mother of all good luck that transpires aboard a ship. 
Uh, cats eat rodents, which damage ropes and the grain stored aboard. So you can see how the cat allowed for better mooring ropes and food security. And um, yeah, there were all kinds of stories about like the wives of sailors mm-hmm. and stuff. I saw stuff like that too. Like it just, they were still considered a sign of good luck. And now the middle ages come no. <laughs> and the Puritans and they ruin everything. <laughs> so um in the Middle Ages in Europe, things went sideways for cats. That's exactly what this article said. <laughs> in Celtic mythology, Cat Sith, I'm saying that so wrong, was a black fairy with a white spot on its chest that in various tellings could steal souls or shift nine times into human form, so like nine lives. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 12th century, it was believed that during satanic rituals, the devil would descend as a black cat, according to Medievalist.com. Heretical groups were accused of associating with and worshiping cats. Lonely elderly women who cared for cats became identified as witches. Pope Innocent VIII, that's a name, <laughs> declared that the cat was the devil's favorite animal and idol of all witches. Some believed a black cat crossing your path in the moonlight was a sign of an upcoming epidemic. In Italy, a black cat lying on the bed of a sick person meant that person would die. Um... Historian Irina Metzer wrote that the independent and stealthy nature of cats scared many because the cat stands on the threshold between the familiar and the wild. Kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Because that's true. Like, cats are, like, they're domesticated, but they're kind of not. Like, they're they're their own animals. More so than dogs. Oh, more so, definitely. Yeah. um, I've been cat-sitting for my aunt this past week, and I'm done. And Mm -hmm. uh, cats are different. Yes. Like, I I have always had dogs. I've had a cat. I had my cat when I was younger. But cats are, like, it's a different situation completely. Yeah. It's entirely different. Yeah. Like, I I just, I and I applaud cat people. Like, I think it's wonderful <laughs> that you love cats. I, I love cats. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like cats or anything like that. But I'm definitely a dog person. It's like, different. It is different. So, I have to tell you this story. When Newt was alive, poor mm-hmm. Newt. Who is no longer with us. Like rest my, in peace, Newt. Yes, rest in peace. If my mom would cat sit for me, if mm-hmm. we went out of town, she would go to my house, she'd fill up the food bowl, fill up the water. Mm-hmm. She would never see the cat, except like occasionally the cat would sit at the top of the stairs and just like death glare at yeah. her. And my mom would like try to pet her and she'd like walk away. Oh, that's that's <laughs> like, my aunt's cats. Like yeah. it, it depends on the day because there are a few of them and one of them's very, very, very friendly. Mm-hmm. A couple of them are not very friendly. And so the really friendly one, she's like, I'll let you see me sometimes yep. if I feel like it. Yeah. And you can pet me if I feel like it. Yeah. But the other ones are like, absolutely not. Hell no. Like, who are you? I'm hiding. I don't live here. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, it's so funny because, and my mom told me, like, when she's taking care of them, she'll, there will be a week she goes without seeing them. Mm-hmm. Like, even though she's taking care of them and my aunt's just like, they're there. I yeah. promise. They're fine. Just make sure that they eat their food. And, you know, and they yeah. do. The next day it's all gone. <laughs> but Yeah. So, but it gets worse for cats. Um, And this is something I'm pretty sure was covered in the first podcast about superstition, but it bears repeating because I think it's interesting and horrifying. Um, According to mentalfloss.com, it seems that the association between bad luck and black cats dates all the way back to the middle of the 14th century. It's not known exactly how and why cats became associated with the devil in the Middle Ages, but the belief was so persistent that they were all but exterminated during the Black Death pandemic around 1348 CE. Pause to cry. Ironically, killing off the cats only worsened the plague, which was often spread via rodents, which all those dearly departed cats could have helped killed. Oopsie. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's actually what it says in the article. <laughs> see? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, like, yeah, and then we move into, like, the Puritans and the Salem witch trials. So, more from the Chewy blog. When the Puritans came to the New World and settled in Salem, the fear grew. During the time around the infamous witch trials and afterwards, black cats were persecuted, including being burned on the Shrove or Fat Tuesday before Lent to protect homes from fires. People who owned black cats were subject to persecution. The felines were often believed to be familiars with witches used for spying and other dark magic. Black cats also became a popular Halloween symbol, often depicted as riding on the back of a witch's broom. Um, and according to Mental Floss also, blame black magic for all of this uh, as chatter about nefarious witchcraft began to spread around Europe in the 16th century cats, particularly black ones found themselves tangled up in the hunt simply because they presumed many presumed witches had taken in alley cats as companions. Somehow the concept of companion turned into familiar and the belief that witches could turn themselves into their typically black cat companions became a persistent one, even carrying over to America where it was the, where it was an indelible part of the Salem witch trials. It didn't matter that the Puritan pilgrims who helped populate Salem, Massachusetts were devout Bible believers and the combination of a major fear of anything devil related dating back to the middle ages and the lingering belief that black cats were a classic part of which lifestyles was a lethal one. Oh, that, that to me is like, it's so sad. Like when I think about the Salem witch trials, there was this episode of Buzzfeed unsolved where they went to Salem mm -hmm. and they saw the memorial mm -hmm. where it has like the stones of everyone who was executed and I remember Ryan just looking around and he's like, there's, that's so many people. Like that's so many people just executed on hysteria, mm -hmm. you know, like no, no real proof, nothing, nothing tangible, just people that either weren't liked or that people just wanted to get rid of, or people are horrible yes. is basically the, in the moral of the story. That's um, true. Yeah. And that, like, that scares me because I know that we think as a society that we are beyond that, but we're not. No. If 2020 taught you anything, we are not beyond no. that at all. Like, it's just, it just wears a new face now. We're, yes, okay. So, I know somebody who had the experience of, um, like, wearing a mask into a place mm -hmm. and then getting accosted because she was wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Like a person not wearing a mask came up to her and said, why are you wearing a mask? What's yeah. wrong with you? Are you a sheep? Yeah. Public, broad daylight. Yeah. At a grocery store. Just like let people be. My yeah. God. It's not like, it's crazy. Like it's also crazy. I think it's, and I have been doing a whole lot of reading about social media and like I watched the social dilemma. And if you haven't watched that, you need to, because I really think that the next world war is going to be a war of information. Mm -hmm. and misinformation and when you got sites like facebook where people can pay to boost a post to vulnerable people mm -hmm. that will spread it without checking anything about it and it can happen to any group it yeah. can happen to young people old people liberal conservative mm -hmm. like it's scary yeah you know and we've gotten so lazy that we i am guilty i i got a lot better about this last year but i have been guilty of sharing things without checking anything about it like, just sharing it. Like, you yeah. know, here's an article. Like, I thought it was cool. And, you know, it's just kind of... I, I, I tell people this all the time. And everybody always laughs at me. But we are living through the Wild West of the Internet. 
it's not always going to be like this. Yeah. Like it is, regulation is going to come. It is. Because it is, I mean, we're kind of, and y'all probably think I sound like a tinfoil <laughs> hat wearing nut job right now. But if you watch The Social Dilemma, mm-hmm. have you watched it? No, I've, I, I, I'm afraid to because it'll tell me that. I'm addicted and I need to put down my phone. I already know I'm addicted. Like, yeah. I already know I'm addicted. I had to buy a book the other day about being addicted to your smartphone. So, like, don't even... Don't be ashamed because every almost everyone in America is addicted to their smartphone. And the thing... Like, watching The Social Dilemma, it won't... It won't, like, make you where you can't sleep or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it does make you kind of go, wow, this is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in that phone book that I was reading... So, there was a company... I don't know if they still exist... They were called Dopamine Labs in Silicon Valley. And their job was to hack your brain, which is basically the idea that for Instagram, you are not going to receive all of your likes exactly when they happen. Mm -hmm. You're going to receive likes based on groupings of people that you will see their name on your notifications. And when you see that person's name, you're more likely to interact with the app. Mm-hmm. so it uses and you know how all the apps are asking you now ask not to track ask not to track mm-hmm. so that tracking like it goes across apps so it knows who you interact with the most cross-platform sorry oh, you're good <coughs> you're good no worries um so it knows that mm-hmm. and it uses that to put your eyeballs on their app more so that advertisers make more money yeah as i sit here and preach with my knock around Shark Week sunglasses that I bought from a Facebook ad. That's okay. That is okay. I'm just, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that like I'm above it. I am addicted to my smartphone. I actually had to turn off all the notifications recently because it was just getting overwhelming and it puts me in a bad mood and like just all of that. But watch the social dilemma because we are not far from the Salem witch trials. It is just a different situation. But that's the thing though. You see... People pile onto people on the internet. Mm-hmm. It is the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. And there are no consequences. Yeah. No consequences. Same for the Salem Witch exactly. and poor black cats. I'm telling you, we're living through the Wild West because, like, even kids today don't remember the shit that we saw mm-hmm. on the internet when we were younger. Yeah. Like, hello, Rotten.com. Oh, my God. I was, I would go to Rotten.com, like, all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 I would look at that. I would look at... The guy in the motorcycle crash. Oh, my God. I will never forget the hand in the meat grinder. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, that was... Oh, and I, I think I saw... I think I know exactly what you're talking about, the motorcycle crash. I went through every single one of those posts. And I think that, like, the thing about the internet is that it's... There is low consequence for whatever you say. Yep. There's low consequence. I think what they are responsible for, though, is, like, the algorithm and how that is, like, dividing things so oh, much. Yeah. Like, the algorithm, the algorithm is what is dividing everything, like, because mm-hmm. it puts you in this echo chamber where you think everyone thinks the same way you do, no matter how you think. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, <laughs> Salem Witch Trials, like, it ain't, we are living through history right now. This is the internet revolution. This is the internet wild west. Mm -hmm. And someday our kids are going to be like, you could do what on the internet? You know what I mean? Like it's, I I think change is coming with that because it is, we're living in this weird world where all of that has developed so much quickly, so much more quickly than we've even had time to process what it Mm -hmm. will mean. So I don't know. I just, I've been reading a lot about social media and smartphones and the internet and I sound like a crazy person, (laughs) but it's all fine. So anyway, 
Back to black cats. So uh, something else of note that um, I thought was interesting was something that you brought up earlier, which is the way a cat moves matters in this. So like there are lots of uh, folklore and legends associated with the actual movements of black cats in many of the European countries where the felines are still seen as bad luck. It's extra bad um, when the cat crosses your path. Mm -hmm. That's really bad. But Germans seem to have lightened up on this piece of legend, believing that a cat that crosses from right to left is bad, while one that moves from left to right signals good things ahead. So good luck trying to get a cat to move the way you want them to. (laughs) As any cat owner knows, you'll already need good fortune skill and a whole lot of patience to get any kind of cat, black or not, to follow directions related to paw placement. Maybe just let them walk the way they want to and simply reposition yourself. Again, it's a cat's world. This is true. Yeah. Also, I did not know this, but gamblers adhere to, some gamblers, superstitious ones, adhere to the cross path bad news brigade. If a black cat crosses the gambler's path while they are heading out to gamble, they're meant to turn back. And even some pirates subscribe to the movement-based beliefs, holding fast to the idea that if a black cat moves towards you, that's bad luck. If they move away, it means good news. This one is my favorite, though. If a black cat walked onto the ship and then walked off, the ship would sink on its next outing. I love that one. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, even me today, like, if I saw a cat walk onto a ship and I'm about to, like, take off on this ship and this cat walks on and he takes a look around and he gets off, I'm going to be thinking, <laughs> does that cat know something I do not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did Newt ever, so, like, my dogs do this. I don't know if cats do this. Um, but like stare into space at like something that you can't see. Oh yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't do that. Yeah. I had, um, my cat Blackberry when I got her when we lived overseas and she would sit at the foot of my bed and just sit there and face the door. I do not like that. And like, it'd be in the middle of the night Mm -mm. and she'd be sitting, like sitting up at the foot of my bed facing the door. I do not enjoy that one bit. And I was... I don't know. Seven? Mm-hmm. Like, of course there are monsters in the hallway. Yeah. My cat yeah. can see them. Yeah. The cat sees everything. <laughs> the cat sees everything. Yeah. I believe, I think animals can see stuff. Y'all heard me talk about it on the Sooner Corral thing. I don't like it when an animal is acting like it sees something that I don't or it knows something that I don't. That freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Like, especially Whitney and I were talking about on that episode. Like, if my dogs start acting weird, my immediate thought is... Is there an intruder? Is there a ghost? Am I about to have a cardiac event? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. what are they, what are they picking up on? And I yeah. don't like it. But, but I, what I think is so fascinating is that like, you know, there is research that shows that animals pick up on things before people do. Like, they do. like, like earthquakes. earthquakes and some storms mm-hmm. and like they pick up on those things. So why wouldn't they pick up on some of the more, what people view as like supernatural, supernatural. things? Oh, I agree. Which, yeah. I believe in ghosts as crazy as that mm-hmm. might sound. I do. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this I want crazy. I 100% believe that, like, a cat could look around and be like, oh, yeah, it's Bob. Well, and I think, you know how they say kids are more apt to see ghosts, too? I think mm-hmm. prob- partial, part of that with animals is that animals don't have that ego in mm-hmm. the way of, like, saying, this is stupid. This is not something you should believe. You're, you'll be considered crazy. Yeah. They don't have any of that. Yeah. They have no shame. Like, they have no... This is what it is. Yeah. This is yeah. what I see. Like, and so, yeah, that's kind of kind of wild to think. Of. I wonder, like, how much research has been done into animals and their perception of things that might be paranormal. 
That might be interesting to talk about someday. Yeah. That would be cool. Well, I'm going to go home and research. Yeah, same. I know what I'm looking up tonight. Yeah. So in conclusion, that's about all we've got for you guys about black cats and superstitions. Um, And tune in next week for some more superstition talk with Katie. We're going to talk about our personal superstitions and some fun ones that she has from her book that she brought. Um, And FYI, August 17th is Black Cat Appreciation Day. Uh, I'm going to be celebrating black cats then. Heck yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a beer, Katie, for the black cats. I am in. We're going to pour one out for our homies (laughs) in Salem. (laughs) So uh, thank you so much for being here. And is there anything you want to plug for the listeners? Um, Social or books or anything? Find me on uh, all the places. All the places. Yes. At Katherine Tratner. I'm I'm the same person across the internet, and hopefully soon I'll have like a really creepy black cat story to share. I am so excited for it. Yeah. Katie was talking about it earlier, and she's like stoked, which makes me stoked. I'm like excited. Yeah. So um, also just wanted to thank everybody who's reached out to me over the last couple of weeks. You guys are awesome. Um, and thank you so much for giving me another chunk of your time and go follow us on Facebook at Irioki, Instagram at Irioki and join the Facebook group, which is linked to the Facebook page. Uh, also, if you'd like to reach out to me directly, shoot me an email at Marnie at Irioki.com. And that's about all I've got for you guys. Stay spooky.